Healing touch is so important. It's important for everyone, but for our clients who are being touched in ways that might be life-saving, but are so traumatic, are so harmful, it's important. I'm Michael Max, and this is Geological, the podcast that connects the voices of our acupuncture and East Asian medicine community. Recently, at dinner with a friend, we discussed some of the traits that we were grateful to have acquired from our parents. Both of us had dads that took risks, dads that worked at the edge of their experience and skill, dads that harvested some spectacular failures along the way as they grew into larger versions of themselves. As kids, we both saw that our dads had courage, that getting it wrong was part of having passion, that the ups and downs of the learning process was something to be embraced. We had dads that were comfortable with not knowing, and so we too learned to be comfortable with our not knowing as well. Probably that is one of the reasons that we both share a taste for travel and pushing ourselves beyond the borders mapped out by daily routines and conventions. Has this gotten us into hot water? (laughs) Yeah, just like our dads, at times it has. And it has also opened up opportunities that would otherwise be locked behind a wall of fear, regret, and ignorance. Just as our immune systems grow stronger when they fail to recognize an invader and have to do battle and learn, so too our spirits grow more resilient when failure gives us the opportunity to hone our perceptions and our responses. Failure was never really the lesson. The lesson was in how we picked ourselves up after things went wrong and then approached our dreams with more information and renewed curiosity. Our dads demonstrated courage in their willingness to risk living a more interesting life, and we consider ourselves lucky to have had fathers that showed us how to navigate the territory just beyond the edge of the known world. What about you? Where do you draw inspiration to push the borders of what's possible in life? Speaking of opportunities and possibilities, in a few minutes, we're going to get into a conversation with Yvonne Charles. She's the director of the Charlotte Maxwell Clinic. Theirs is an amazing story of providing service for over 20 years to low-income women with a cancer diagnosis using a powerful combination of acupuncture, community, and connectivity. If you're thinking about ways to deepen your reach into underserved populations, you're going to get a lot of ideas and plenty of inspiration from this conversation. I hope you enjoyed the special podcasts from the Shenlong Society's conference last week. If you're an herbalist and you've not listened to those conversations, cue them up when you have a moment. You're in for a treat. All right, enough flapping in the lips. Let's get into today's show. These geological conversations come to you through the generous support of our sponsors and members. All the sponsors here provide helpful products or services that you'll find beneficial in your clinical work. Need to fill up the appointments created by late cancellations? Jane can help with that problem. Mayway Herbs is celebrating the 55th year of their family business. You're invited to make use of their vast library of resources. Concerned about the health of Mother Earth? AccuFast Needles is doing something about that. You can too. And later in the show, listen for a special offer 
from Andrew Sturman on diet as medicine, and the folks at Blue Poppy share some thoughts on the safety of herbal medicine. Do be sure to visit the sponsors page on the Geological website to take advantage of all the special offers our terrific sponsors have for listeners of the podcast. Hi, folks. I'm Yvonne Lau, president of Mayway Herbs. Our family business turns 55 this year, and we wouldn't have gotten this far without the love and support of our community. We're truly grateful and promise you that we'll continue to work hard to support you and your practice. Please visit mayway.com to find the perfect plum flower brand formula or formulate your own in our dispensary. Our site also has lots of articles, videos, and herbal recipes for you to explore whenever you need a break. And tune into our podcast, Chinese Medicine Matters, for insightful discussions on all things TCM. Learn about treatment strategies and powerful herbal remedies, and enjoy bits of Chinese culture. This month, we're focusing on the treatment of various skin concerns like itchy skin and stubborn acne. And if you're a practitioner, get a discount on our skin health formulas this month too. Just visit meiwei.com. This season and every season, trust Meiwei for your health and wellness needs. And as always, thanks for supporting Real Chinese Medicine. Change is never easy. This is evidenced by the fact that the scales weighing the number of people on the green side of change versus the number of people on the old, hard-on-the-planet ways of doing things are still way out of balance. Our planet is suffering, but our profession has an easier way to shift the scales. The founders of AccuFast Earth-Friendly Needles started with a great needle and then created our industry's first eco-friendly packaging and reusable accessories. They also give back to nature by planting trees. I encourage you to challenge yourself to make the change. Ride the wave of spring yang chi and make the switch by joining me and the multitude of colleagues who made the change. Now you can celebrate Earth Month in April with pride knowing that you are helping us to tip the scales of planetary health towards a greener, healthier, and healing planet. Visit www.acufastneedles.com to get on board. You've probably already heard me here on the podcast share about Jane, my favorite all-in-one practice management software that helps you to run your practice online and manage no-shows. The team at Jane understands that life happens, and sometimes that means your patients are unable to make their scheduled appointment. If that's the case, a quick and easy way to fill those unexpected gaps in your day is by utilizing Jane's time-saving waitlist management features. You can take advantage of automated SMS text or email notifications to notify eligible waitlisted patients that there's an opening so they can easily scoop up an available time. If you know you're ready to sign up, you can mention the show or use the code CHEOLOGICAL for a one-month grace period on your new Jane account. Visit jane.app to get started today. Hello, friends. Today is one of these rare and roving geological episodes. I'm on the road right now. I am in Oakland, California, to be specific. And I'm here today at the Charlotte Maxwell Clinic, and we're going to find out what this place is about. It's really special. I'm sitting down with Yvonne Charles. She is the... Executive Director. Executive Director. And we're going to find out what's cooking here in Oakland. Yvonne, welcome to Geological. Thank you, Michael. So happy to be here with you. I've heard about your clinic from a number of different people. 
That's the reason that I first reached out. Different folks were saying, there's some amazing stuff going on Mm -hmm. with what you guys are doing. Mm -hmm. So give us a little background. What are you all up to here? So we've been around for, gosh, a little over 27 years. And so we are named after Charlotte Maxwell. And Charlotte was an amazing woman from everything that I've heard about her. And I am in touch still with her with her best friend. Um, I'm in touch a little bit with her brother. And basically what happened was back in the 80s, Charlotte was um, involved in the public health movement in San Francisco. And so she was, um, we remember back in the 80s, she was helping a lot of men with AIDS. Yeah, that was, a- the, that was a big thing happening back then. That was the big thing happening then. And then she got diagnosed with ovarian cancer. And who stepped up for her were her women friends. Mm-hmm. And they started providing the things that we used to call then complementary or alternative medicine, and now is integrative medicine. But they offered her things like acupuncture, all kinds of body work, herbal medicines. And she credited those medicines with her quality of life being dramatically improved at the end of her life. And her dream, her legacy is that women who can't otherwise afford these services have access to these services. And so after she passed, her friends came together, started out really small in the house of one of her friends, just one room. And for free, they volunteered their services to low-income women with cancer. And over the years, this is what we've grown into, is this clinic of seven treatment rooms with hundreds of volunteers serving hundreds of low-income women with cancer here in the Bay Area. It's an incredible story. I, I am often so struck. There are people that do amazing things in this world. And sometimes they probably don't even know how amazing the work is that they're doing until something like this happens. Mm-hmm. And then people come out of the woodwork and support them. And, and it sounds like not only was she supported, mm-hmm. but this, this work has carried on 27 years now. It is. It is. One of the wonderful things about this place is that some of our volunteers have been with us from the beginning, from the very beginning. Others of our volunteers, and we only ask for a one-year commitment. Mm -hmm. Others of our volunteers have been with us 10 years, 14 years. One volunteer recently celebrated her 17th year with us, one of our acupuncturists. And one of our Western herbalists, she recently celebrated 16 years coming here. Some of them we ask for once a month, most come monthly, and some of them come every single week. They have their regular shift every single week that they have been coming in for years and years and years. It's an amazing experience. It's an amazing place. It, it sounds like it. I want to find out more about how do you manage to run a place like this. But mm-hmm. before I do, before I jump into that, Tell us a little bit about the services that you provide here. Mm-hmm. So our clientele, when I say low-income women with cancer, everyone has to have a cancer diagnosis, and it doesn't matter what type of cancer diagnosis. And I mention that because often people only serve women with breast cancer. And what we've noticed is while the majority of our clients at any one time, it'll be between Oh, call it 65 and 80% of our clients have breast cancer. The women with breast cancer, they need more services, certainly. But the women with cancers other than breast, they barely have anything. And so we provide a really important resource Mm -hmm. for women with um, diagnoses of cancer that are not breast cancer. And so what do we do? We offer acupuncture 
We offer all kinds of body work. So of course, people know Swedish massage. People might know shiatsu, but we have biodynamic massage, cranial sacral, you name it. We have so many types of body work, Western and Chinese herbs for sure. We have different types of energy work, including guided imagery, which is so important. We have homeopathy. People often think of homeopathy when it comes to earaches if you have children, colds and flus, but I have to say the majority of our clients use it to help them manage their anxiety, their depression, their stress. Mm-hmm. And they might really not- for the psychomotive yes, aspects. Yes, So our clients, and I'll talk a little bit more about what we do, but our clients come to us not knowing what integrative medicine is usually. And if they know anything, they know acupuncture and Swedish massage. And so we immediately jump into a lot of education around what is this thing called integrative medicine. Um, So besides, which I'll get into, besides those um, modalities um, that I mentioned, of course, we offer nutritional counseling, critical when you have cancer. We offer cooking classes because the counseling is not helpful unless you know how to cook the food that's being recommended to you. Uh, We also offer exercise counseling. And then the one thing I also have to say, since our clients are low income, is we also offer social services. And so we don't do patient navigation per se. And we definitely refer out as we need to. So we have very close partnerships in the community. Mm-hmm. So you connect people up with, with what they need. We connect people up with what they need. But the besides housing and security, this is the Bay Area, the number one thing that our clients face being poor is hunger and security. And so when you walk in the door here, the first thing that you will see are beautiful baskets of locally grown organic produce. And those come to us, um, community supporters, buy us CSA boxes from Full Belly Farms. Want to give them a little shout out um, because it's critical. We don't want anyone to leave here hungry. So we'll certainly support in other ways. We'll connect you with, you know, food stamps called CalFresh here in California or um, a local agency that helps people with cancer with food, but we don't want anyone leaving here hungry. And so we don't offer any herbal medicines or supplements that we don't personally carry because nothing is more painful than being told this could help you and -hmm. you can't afford it. Mm -hmm. So... We usually purchase, though we do have some wonderful donors that support us. So um, LASA OMS, I also want to mention because they give us um, our acupuncture needles for free, and that's a new partnership. And these are the best acupuncture needles that you can get. And so that saves us so much money that we can put into other parts of our programming. And um, I'm not trying to be a corporate chill or anything here. It's more that we are just so very grateful. We run on a very lean budget. And so these folks jumping in and helping us out in these ways, it makes a really, really big difference to us, to our clients. Yep. No, you're not, you're not being a corporate chill. <laughs> uh, it was through Lhasa. They were one of the several people that told me about the work that oh, you're doing lovely, here. Lovely. Yeah. 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 They yeah. were very impressed and yeah. delighted to help support this yes. effort here. Yes. Well, we are grateful. Like I said, we were buying acupuncture needles before, albeit at a discount. And so this allows us to put money into other areas. Yeah. No, it's it's truly wonderful. Great. So primarily Chinese medicine. And it sounds like you've got herbs, you've got the body mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. And, and then... 
you know, that essential thing of security and food. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, in some ways we're talking about... Now, do you have a background in acupuncture yourself? I went to acupuncture school, but I did not become an acupuncturist. My background is that of a chaplain, actually. So even though I'm the executive director, which makes me chief fundraiser, um, no, I still do some of the social services here. Uh And so, yeah, I, I get my hand in. I get to to chat with our clients. And we do say clients, not patients. I should let you know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a deliberate choice the founders made a long time ago so people could feel separated from their diagnosis. Oh, you Just know, that is, that is so important. I, I find people, whether they want to or not, I mean, sometimes people get some distance from it, but sometimes mm-hmm. people will take a diagnosis mm-hmm. and they completely identify. Yes. They're entire life and who they are even at their core with a diagnosis as opposed to being a human being mm-hmm. and it it does help to get the distance from the diagnosis but more importantly get that connection mm-hmm. to, to the rest of what makes us tick mm-hmm. yeah and, I, and, and mm-hmm. I was just thinking the reason I asked if you had a background in Chinese medicine I hear you talk about security I hear you talk about food mm-hmm. and, and I'm thinking oh yeah you're really taking care of the spleen mm-hmm. and the kidney here yes. right these really essential fundamentals yes yes mm-hmm. absolutely well I mean it is the number one request that we get here is acupuncture right and we know that we know that acupuncture helps with um, all the side effects of treatment which is usually what our ladies are dealing with so it helps with nausea it helps with pain it helps with stress it helps with so many things and so more than any other modality acupuncture is um, is our most requested and is our most prescribed yeah, well, you know, it's great stuff. I mean, yes. listeners to the program know this. It, mm-hmm. You can so quickly in such a short amount of time shift so much in a person, not mm-hmm. just physically, but mm-hmm. psychoemotively as well. Yeah, Powerful absolutely. Powerful stuff, yeah. Any particular acupuncture modalities that that you tend to use here that, uh, or is it up to the individual practitioner? Um, I'm going to say it's up to the individual practitioner um, because, so the term personalized medicine is thrown out about a lot lately. And it's something we've been practicing here for a very long time. And so for our clients who come in and they may have a following practitioner, let's say the following practitioner is an acupuncturist. And not everyone has a following practitioner because it depends what's going on. Um, so a following practitioner the is... Following practitioner is you come in and you see that person pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. And so depending on where you are in your cancer, journey, you will come in here once a week, maybe a couple times a month, or um, monthly or even quarterly if you're, you know, farther out, much farther out from your diagnosis. And so um, if you're much farther out from your diagnosis, then you don't necessarily need a following practitioner. If you're um, new to us, then we'll see what we can do to have someone who has regular contact with you, even though you're doing multiple modalities. Right. So you get someone to sort of coordinate the care and Mm -hmm. and, and kind of have a go-to. Right. Yeah. And we also have a clinic manager. We have a medical director and then we have a team of volunteers who are not necessarily practitioners and we call them the priority team. And so they monthly get together and run through the medical records and see, you know, what are the referrals that have come in that month that we have not taken care of immediately. So do we recommend lab tests? Do we recommend going back to your doctor? Are these symptoms something to be more concerned?
concerned about or not. Mm. So we we definitely try and make sure through all these different avenues that no one falls through the cracks. Yeah. And so um, because recurrence, if nothing else, recurrence is a big concern. And so um, we want to make sure that um, everyone is looked at. So in terms of the following practitioner, so some of our um, acupuncturists, um, not just acupuncturists, but some of our acupuncturists are following practitioners. And so they've been seeing um, these individual clients um, regularly. So to answer your original question, then they might have a acupuncture regime that they might want to do. But for the most part, I'm going to say no, it's up to the individual acupuncturist as they see that particular client. Hello, everyone. Andrew Sturman here. I've been working with clients in Chinese medicine dietary therapy for over two decades in New York City. My focus is beautiful, simple, delicious, and health-supportive home cooking. Good meals can be inspired by the strategies of classic herbal formulas so that each meal is infused with medical intention from appetizer to dessert. This requires an understanding of the energetic properties of grains, vegetables, meats, fruits, and more, and knowing which foods are moistening, drying, building, clearing, warming or cooling, as well as their directionality. I've organized these teachings in my two-volume book series, Welcoming Food, where you can learn this theory, practice it in your own kitchen, and love doing so. See the positive reviews and incredible testimonials from practitioners and patients who've brought this material into their own kitchens. Welcoming Food Books 1 and 2 can easily be found online, and if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, where I'll be posting cooking tutorials, you can find me at Welcoming Food. Back to you, Michael. Thanks very much. Yeah, Chinese yeah. medicine seems to work best that way mm-hmm. when the person doing it gets to work out of the particular framework that mm-hmm. makes sense to them. Yes. Yeah. So, you, yeah. so you're not doing any kind of protocolized, pro- no. protocolized, or no, no, right? you're, no. You're doing real medicine, yeah. real East Asian medicine. Yes, here. yes, yeah. that we are. We are very, very individual. And I also have to say, we pride ourselves. One of the things that um, I do say as the executive director is, I feel half the healing happens before people even go into the treatment rooms, right? Mm-hmm. And so you walk in, and it's quickly as we can, we learn your name. So you're greeted by name, you're welcomed into the clinic, and family and friends are welcomed into the clinic. And so um, we have several spouses who come here and nap while their, um, their loved one is getting treatment. We have several um, spouses who nap while their loved one is in treatment in the treatment room. And that's important to us because they report back that when their loved one is in chemo, for instance, in mm-hmm. the infusion center, they're worried. They're sitting there worried. But here they know they're being taken care of. And over and over we are told, okay, you know, whatever the hospital is, I'm not going to name any hospitals, but, um, you know, that's where I might be cured of the cancer, but Charlotte Maxwell Clinic is where I'm healed. Mm-hmm. And it's important, you know, folks come in and they hear their language being spoken as much as we can. We get practitioners who speak different languages so that we don't have to rely on interpreters. And we certainly do. We have interpreters and we're very grateful for them. But um, we just try and remove as many barriers as possible. So um, you can bring your child, you can bring your grandchild, 
they're welcomed here as well. You don't have to pay for childcare. We always need more drivers. And so as much as possible, we ask people in the community, if you can drive them to and from the appointment here, not everyone has gas money. If they have a car, not everyone has access to public transportation. And even if you do qualify for paratransit, paratransit, you can be sitting for hours. And so we just try and minimize as many, many barriers as possible. So you're not just a clinic. No. I mean, no. no. I mean, I, no. I see you're, I mean, we're seeing you're face to face. Usually it's over the internet. I see your eyes light up yeah. when I say, this is not just a clinic. You've got, I mean, you've got drivers. Mm-hmm. You're helping people with food. You're mm-hmm. teaching life skills. You're mm-hmm. helping with exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as much as we can. And so we're very specific in our mission, I have to say. Our mission mm-hmm. is integrative medicine. But if you're told, you know, eat better, and which our clients are told. So doctors will say eat better, but yeah. they don't but know what they that means. Right. What does that mean? Right. And how do you do it? What right. Do, and, you know, and different people have different ideas of eBay. I see right. patients in my clinic all the time. I ask them, how's your diet? They go, oh, I eat pretty well. I go, great. What's a, what's a pretty well diet look like? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, there's all kinds of different answers. Right. So there's all kinds of different answers. And I have to say, we were a little bit sad last summer. We lost one of our farms that we used to partner with. And we had just worked out a deal with them to plant specific vegetables for us. Mm. Because especially our clients who are new here from China, and some of the vegetables are just not familiar. And so we're very close to Oakland, Chinatown. But if you're sick, you don't necessarily want to be at the farmer's market. And we had just worked out a deal with them to plant particular vegetables that we knew our clients were missing that are so healthy because it's vegetables. And um, yeah, and they had to close down. They lost their space. And so that is something that we are looking for is another possible farm partnership. I'm really struck with the attentiveness and the breadth of what you're looking to do here. Where does that come from? I have to say it comes from our founders. Um, So I'm still in touch with several of the founders, um, one of whom is our current volunteer medical director. And the care that they showed from the very beginning that is still shown now, there is still that concern around more than ever, we are needed. And the the expense, how expensive the Bay Area is, I'll rephrase what I was going to say, how expensive the Bay Area is and continues to be, especially over the last couple years, mm-hmm. is of such concern to us. And so trying to figure out what we can do, what little part we can play to make the lives of the ladies who walk in these doors, to make their lives better, that fits within our mission, um, is it's just important. It's really, really important. It's good work. Um, I also have to say for our volunteers that several volunteers have said to me that with everything happening in the world, especially when natural or other disasters occur, that knowing they can come in here 
and in the space of a few hours, relieve the suffering of the clients that they see Mm -hmm. means so much to them. So as staff, I know we feel very lucky to work here. As volunteers, I know they feel very lucky to be able to come in here. And I think all of that translates into the care that that I'm talking about for our clients. And so we're grateful to be able to offer the respite that we do to our clients in big and small ways. Again, I'm struck by how multifaceted your vision is with this. Mm-hmm. It, it's not just acupuncture. It's not just herbs. It's, it's all of it. How do you make a place like this run? It's hard. It is very hard. We get no government funding. And I'm constantly told, why doesn't the state just support you? And so the state does not. And there are good and bad points to that. I'm not going to say that, um, you know, oh, the state should support us. And so we have a number of long-term supporters, both individuals and family foundations, and then and other foundations. And then we have a few, very few corporate sponsors. And so, yeah, it's all donation. We run on a very, very lean budget and um, we make do with what we have. Tell me a little bit about, about what your outreach looks like. How, how do you let people know or organizations mm-hmm. know about what you're doing? And, and the flip side of that is what is it that they see you doing here that they go, oh, wow, we really want to support this. Mm -hmm. This is different and we want to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. So outreach is, depends on who we're reaching out to. So I'll start with clients. The majority of our referrals come to us through the hospitals. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to say probably 95% of our referrals come from hospital navigators, patient navigators, social workers, nurses, doctors, um, in that order. And then the rest of the referrals are family members, loved ones. Um, people have said, you know, oh, I found out I had cancer and someone in my building said, hey, have you heard of Charlotte Maxwell Clinic? And so it's, um, it's word of mouth. People have heard of us. Might not know quite what we do, but say, you know, check them out. Mm-hmm. And so um, so that's for clients. And certainly, I mean, we go around and we put up flyers and things like that. But that's the majority of the referrals. And it doesn't have to be through the hospital. People can self-refer. That is absolutely fine. And so for volunteers, that's word of mouth. Volunteers who know about us. Again, we put volunteer postcards and flyers around in the community, and we certainly outreach to particular places. It if we're looking for particular volunteers at particular times, um, but it, it is still word of mouth that volunteers love being here, and so they tell other people about us. So you sort of got your own built-in network that sustains itself that way. We do, and it's wonderful because it means that. Being the Bay Area, our clientele is very diverse in almost every way, right? Um, They have to be low income, they have to have a cancer diagnosis, and they have to be a self-identified woman. So those are three very specific parameters. But otherwise, racially, other backgrounds, we are um, very diverse. And so it means that our volunteer pool is very diverse. And that's quite wonderful. And something I have to say, we do pride ourselves on that our 
volunteer board staff and client pool are all very diverse in many many ways very representative of the bay area well the bay area is is mm-hmm. such a tapestry compared to so much of the uh, rest of the country. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And then in terms of organizations and outreach, so we have to do quite a bit of education there. And so we certainly get invited to brown bag lunches. And can you talk about, you know, what does Charlotte Maxwell Clinic do? When we hear of turnover at some of the hospitals, then we reach out again and say, can we come in and explain to this new group of social workers who we are and what we do Mm -hmm. so that they can let their, um, it's a hospital, so they do stay patients there, so they can let the patients know, because ideally we will get the person newly diagnosed before they've even begun conventional treatment because we want to prevent as many side effects as we possibly can. And so, as we all know, prevention is much better than treatment. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm curious Mm -hmm. about the hospitals. You know, again, Mm -hmm. I live in the Midwest. Right. It's a whole different mindset. Yes. How does the Western medicine community, hospitals in particular, view what you do? And, And how interested are they in working with you? So I have to say it depends on when it comes to the navigators, they're very open to it, probably because they hear from the clients. They might not know what we do, but they hear from people Mm -hmm. that what we do is so helpful to them, similarly with the social workers. And so there it's a matter of education around what is integrative medicine and what are these things you call modalities. Right. And and what do they do when it comes to the doctors in particular? We have some really big fans out in the community. Some of the mm. breast surgeons, some of the oncologists, they absolutely believe in what we do. One of the lesser known aspects of our clinic is that doctors will reach out to us and say, I have tried everything for their nausea. Can I refer clients to you? Because oh, wow. nothing is working. Yeah. And that happens more than people are aware of because it happens in the privacy of the doctor's office when the client is not around, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, so that is something that we, we offer that folks don't know that we offer because our answer is yes, we can help. And so, uh, so we have some big fans in the medical community. And then we have some folks who, who like some of what we do And their biggest concern is probably around herbs Mm -hmm. and not understanding that you can use herbs if you use them properly with education during treatment. And so some of what I do specifically is I get invited to the hospitals to, um, to different forums and I will talk to the oncologists and the surgeons, mainly oncologists, around, you know, we look at the herbal database with Memorial Sloan Kettering very closely. We have a real breadth of knowledge with our volunteers and with our medical director um, around what is helpful, what is contraindicated, um, when people should or should not do herbs, which supplements are um, are particularly helpful and when should people be taking them. And so um, when it comes to acupuncture, I think, and I'm guessing your audience has a deeper sense than the medical community around how helpful it is and what oh, it does. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the, yeah. the conventional medical community is busy doing their conventional medicine. Right. You know, in the same way that we don't necessarily know a whole lot about what they do. I mean, we right. know a little. Right. Uh, just because yeah. we interface with those systems so much. Right? right. You know, everyone's busy and they've got their own specialties. Mm-hmm. And, and it's hard to know about everything. Right. Absolutely. And so that's why we work very closely with the hospitals. That's why we get medical records. You know, that's why we refer back to the doctor. And I think that's why we, they refer to us is that we do have those open lines of communication as much as we can. Uh-huh. So you really you really keep the medical centers updated with what's going on with the patients? We try our best to, and of course it depends on the practitioner, mm. right? And so we do, we, do, we try very hard to. And so um, if not with a particular oncologist, at least with their office, so that we can say, you know, here's what we're doing, here's what we're seeing, what are you doing, what are you seeing? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we, we mean whole person care, we mean personalized medicine, we try very, very hard. I know those are terms that are being, you know, co-opted. Uh, um, yeah, yeah all but, the place right, but, um, but what the, the more literal meaning of that is what we try and do. Two basic misconceptions stand in the way of people feeling comfortable using Chinese herbal medicine, even as they are feeling more positive about acupuncture. They are concerned about safety as herbal medicine is an unregulated industry and feel herbs are not effective to treat most conditions. Blue Poppy is committed to meeting all FDA safety regulations. All of their herbal products contain minimal or no filler to maximize potency and efficiency. Their granules are carefully manufactured in GMP-certified facilities, and every batch is tested multiple times for pesticides, heavy metals, and microbial content at the manufacturer and by SGS Laboratory, a Swiss certification and inspection company. For over 20 years, Blue Poppy has made quality and safety manufacturing standards their biggest priority, resulting in exceptionally effective herbal formulas. Their years of experience provide you with the best possible herbs so your patients have the best possible outcomes. With free shipping and free dropship service on orders over $50, Blue Poppy should be your favorite place to shop for herbs. Use the code CHI2024 to receive 10% off Blue Poppy products on your next order. Mm -hmm. Do you have any kind of research things going on here this seems like it could be a really creative and helpful environment to do some sort of uh integrative medicine research so we don't have any as at present we have in the past and so i will say that because we we're such a small staff we're only five people that we you're only five people we're on only staff. five people on staff okay so those of you that are listening to the <laughs> podcast and you can't see what i had a tour of here i can't believe that there, I understand your staff is bigger because you've got a big volunteer staff, right. but a paid staff of five, mm-hmm. holy smokes. Yep, exactly. I told wow. you we run lean. We run lean. Lean yeah. and efficient. And efficient, yes, because we the majority of our money goes towards the programming, goes towards our clients. Yeah. That, that's incredible. Yeah. I'm curious if, you know, it's taken you guys 27 years to grow to what you've grown into mm-hmm. here. But if there was a group of people, or maybe even just one person in a clinic that wanted to, you know, spend some time helping cancer patients or, or you know, serve other populations or people with some kind of serious illnesses, any thoughts about how to take 
some of the wisdom of what you've mm-hmm. gleaned here, not just gleaned, but I mean, you live it here, staff mm-hmm. of five, holy smokes. Mm-hmm. What are some thoughts about setting up something like what you do in other places? Do you have people contacting you? Yes. You do? Yes. We mm-hmm. have people contacting us all the time, and we would love to see that. We really would. I know that the once this got off the ground, probably five, six years in, that one of the hopes had been that this would be a model that would be um, expanded across the country. Mm-hmm. And so we definitely have requests um, several times a year. I have to say people contacting me, wanting to know more. And I'm always happy to talk with people because the more people who get helped in this manner, I think the better. And so there are a few things that I say. Um, one point that I have not touched on is that our clinic is open Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and that's for specific reasons. The majority of our clients are in conventional treatment during the week. The majority of our clients are um, have loved ones, not always children, have loved ones to take care of. And since we have volunteer practitioners... They work during the week. Right, they're busy. They're busy during Mm -hmm. the week. And one of the things that's come up is people have said, you know, why don't you do it Monday through Friday? And what I've noticed is those clinics that have tried to do it Monday through Friday have a hard time. So they don't really have volunteer practitioners, right? They have to pay staff. And that's fine, but it means that you have a much smaller pool of people. Mm-hmm. And then for the clients, we're not competing with treatment. We're not competing with, you know, children, grandchildren, school schedule. The weekends, they are much more flexible. They have people to drive them to and from the appointments. And that means that we can have a much better bigger volunteer pool. And the thing that makes Charlotte Maxwell Clinic unique, because there are many places that offer you know, free or usually sliding scale um, acupuncture for, um, for low-income people with cancer. But the reason we're able to do what we do is under one roof, you have this breadth of modalities. Mm-hmm. And so if your acupuncturist notices that you're confused around food, she can refer to the nutritionist. If the nutritionist notices, you know, oh, some emotional things are coming up, she can refer to the homeopath, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And there's nowhere else to go. You can just make the appointment here. So you don't have to figure out where do I find a homeopath? Where do I find the exercise therapist? Where do I find this? Where do I find that? we can just take care of it here. You've got it here. you got it covered. We've got it here. And that directly relates to the fact that we are open on the weekends. And so we have this really big volunteer pool to choose from as opposed to those hospitals and clinics or individuals. A woman in New York contacted me last year wanting to do something similar, and she'd been working on it, I think she said, for about 18 months and just wasn't able to make it happen. And so I start there. I start with weekends Mm -hmm. and see what difference that makes for all the reasons that I explained. And then it takes a lot. It really does take an awful lot to make it happen. There is not much money out there for this type of medicine. And so there are a couple big places that do it, you know, OSHA Center, not to the scale that we do, different way 
of going about it. There are also some other places, even locally, that offer it in a different way than what we do, offer integrative medicine in a different way than what we do. So they're actually offering mm-hmm. integrative medicine in mm-hmm. the way that you're doing it, or are they just offering a modality or two? They offer a modality or two. Mm-hmm. They don't offer it in the same way that we do, or people might give there. I know there are several voucher programs mm. that people will try and do what we do. And then eventually they switch over to, you know, I worked out a deal with, you know, two acupuncturists and three massage therapists and maybe one other modality. And then they'll they'll hand the the client a voucher to go and see those people as opposed to to what we do. So I'm I'm always happy to talk with anyone and explain in more detail how we go about making this happen because it, it actually does require a lot. And it requires a level of a focus, I'll say. So we we don't do support groups. And people will ask that, you know, do you do support groups? And that's where we partner closely with mm-hmm. other organizations. And so you focus so, on what you you focus on what you really do well. Yes. And where they can't find it somewhere else. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And because of that, I think that's why we've grown. And that is why we do what we do very, very well, very well. And so we are partnering actually a deep collaboration with cancer support communities in Northern California. We are partnering to open a satellite location in Antioch because many of our clients in Oakland are being pushed farther out Mm -hmm. into the outskirts of the Bay Area and looking at where made sense. We realize that Antioch is where, and those areas are where a lot of the people are being forced to move because Oakland in particular is, San Francisco is expensive, more expensive. So people are moving to Oakland, which makes it more expensive, et cetera. On and on it goes. On and on it goes. Mm -hmm. And so we'll be experimenting with a satellite location out there and see, you know, what can we do to serve those folks? And you'll be using the same sort of model that you use We do here. the exact same thing. Yeah, because so can- it really works. Mm-hmm. Cancer Support Communities does what they do very well. So they do the support groups, they do the classes, they do the workshops, but they don't do what we do. And we're not trying to replicate them. They're not trying to replicate us. But we do think that under one roof, again, having these different services will better serve the clientele. Makes a lot of sense. I mean, when I, when I hear you talk about it that way... Well, you know, I think for myself, I I mean, I just run a small little clinic, but I'm really glad to have a bookkeeper who knows bookkeeping (laughs) so I don't have to think about it. I can just go, you know this, you take care of it. I'm going to go do some acupuncture. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly it. We don't try and do what anybody else does. If someone else does something very, very well, then we'd rather partner with them. We'd rather figure out a way to do... Again, to minimize barriers, a way to do a much quicker referral for our clientele than otherwise. And so so to that end, we actually meet with um, different parts of our community support in quarterly meetings. And so we have a cancer collaborative that we meet quarterly, Bay Area Cancer Collaborative, and that's us, Charlotte Maxwell Clinic, Women's Cancer Resource Center, Cancer Support Communities, who I mentioned, and then Commonweal. 
And so figuring out, you know, what can we do? And then we have another collaborative, which includes all those people with the exception of Commonweal. They're not part of that group. But there we also include, for instance, American Cancer Society, Shanti, that's local out of San Francisco, and a couple other people. So Um, you're not just this clinic that's doing this integrative medicine, you are really like wheels within wheels mm-hmm. connected to a larger community and larger systems that that are all, I don't know if complementary is the right word, but but you all, you're doing something similar mm-hmm. and uh, similar visions. Similar visions for sure, but different missions. And so therefore we want to... To serve our clients better and the easiest way to serve our client, when you're given a referral someplace, being told go to, for instance, Women's Cancer Resource Center for a support group, it's much easier if I can say to you, go and see so-and-so over there. Uh, I'll tell them you're coming. Yeah. And it's part of what I said earlier about being welcoming and removing barriers. And so if someone knows that someone is expecting them and they are greeted by name, it makes a really big difference. Oh, to it something really does, doesn't that it? That is otherwise nerve wracking. Yeah. 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 So instead of, instead of being told, go here, go mm-hmm. see this person, mm-hmm. I'm going to deliver you hand to hand, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's great. That's yeah. great. So if there are people listening to this mm-hmm. and they'd like to do some work in their community, mm-hmm. And they're not sure where to begin, or they, or maybe they've begun, but they they like to think about what the next steps are. Mm-hmm. They could reach out to you. Yes, yes, absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah, so go to our website, and you're, they're they're more than welcome to reach out to me. I will make sure all of that stuff is on the show notes page. Great, thank you. So that people can reach out. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Anything else that I haven't asked you about about this phenomenal place you have that you'd like to share with our listeners? I'm often asked if this is a depressing place to work. Mm. And I always say no. And, and I want to explain why it's probably um, come across in my enthusiasm as I talk about this place. Healing touch is so important. It's important for everyone, but for our clients who are, being touched in ways that might be life-saving but are so traumatic, Mm -hmm. are so harmful, Mm -hmm. it's important. And so we hug a lot here. Of course, we always ask permission, and we're almost always told yes. And even those who tell us no in the beginning will usually switch to yes. And it's important to have a healing community where people understand that these tiny things are important. So to put out the the bowl of apples for a snack when you come in, to have the tea waiting, to put out the produce in a way that shows that we care for our clients is critical to me and to the rest of the staff. I used to work in homeless shelters um, years ago, and that was one of the things that made me really sad was to see shelters are a Band-Aid, but people need them right now. And to see people, the staff being so harried and not taking the care that um, means so much to people. They might not even recognize it in the moment, but 
being able to work in a place where those details are honored makes it a, a very special place to work where we put the hug of a client before putting away a chart. I, I think those things make all the difference. And in return, we are called angels. We are called family. We work with people with cancer. So people do pass away and we have loved ones contact us after they pass away and say how much we meant to them and how we made a big difference. Often we're told in quantity of life, we have no way of knowing that, but we definitely know in quality of life that it makes such a big difference to to them and to us to make that connection with another human being. And that's probably, for me, the, the biggest difference in Charlotte Maxwell Clinic. So for folks trying to figure out what to do in the community. It sounds a little trite, but I'm going to say start there. Someone presents in front of you, and as acupuncturists, hopefully um, folks do this anyway, but to to see that person as a human being before you get into the details of the intake, it makes a really big difference. It makes a really, really big difference. And people send us cards and, and give us flowers, and that's all very sweet, and we appreciate it. But um, more, it's knowing, hearing back from them that this is what they, they got out of the experience, was, was feeling touched and healed in that way. And that's why it's not a depressing place to work. Whatever might be happening that's hard, it, it's a very special and beautiful place. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like when we have these opportunities to bring our heart into our work, regardless of where it is, it mm-hmm. it makes for a completely different experience. Yes. Yes. Beautifully yeah. said. Mm. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with me today. Thank you, Michael. It was my pleasure. Thanks as always for listening. If you liked this conversation, if you learned something new or found a moment of inspired insight, Share the episode with your friends. If you want to support Geological, there's just one way to do that. It's by going to the website and becoming a member or leaving a one-time contribution today. Well, folks, that's it for today. Join us again next Tuesday for another conversation that connects up the voices of our community. Mm